Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. I'm back. I'm refreshed. A little bit of vacation time, a little bit of family time. Try to unplug as much as I could. Watch a little bit of Gator baseball along the way as well. Congrats to those guys making it to the College World Series. But, of course, right here on Gators Breakdown, all football, all the time. And we're going to talk about some recruiting. Gators finally get... Uh, a commitment here off these official visits. We'll get into that, of course. Mike Williams, offensive lineman, committing to the Gators. Uh, just all kind of recruiting storylines off of these official visits. Uh, we'll review the visits from this past weekend. A little more recruiting storylines as well with Chauncey Bowen slipping to Georgia. Uh, I got some catching up to do uh, since I was on vacation a bit. So some of these news items will be a little dated, not so much. I mean, a lot of this stuff happened over the weekend. Uh, update on Austin Simmons as well, the, the quarterback. Uh, 2025 quarterback for the Gators that visited Ole Miss last week. Uh, maybe put a scare in Gator Nation a little bit. Uh, was on campus late last week uh, before a lot of these uh, uh, official visits started. Uh, I think everything's good to go there. We'll get into that just a bit right now. Uh, and then uh, that's it. You know, so, so a lot of recruiting uh, to, to get into, of course, right now as we are here about mid-June. Uh, and after Florida's second official visit weekend. So hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We are back right here on Gators Breakdown. Get those notifications when we go live. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform if you haven't done so yet. But on YouTube, the likes and the subscribes go a long way. Join Gators Breakdown Plus if you haven't done so yet. Keep that conversation going. Of course, with all these visits and the baseball chat room as well, uh, very, very busy right now on the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord. You get access to that on uh, the link in the description. So, all right, let's get to it. Gator Nation, you know how we do it. We got to commit. Mike Williams, three-star on the 24-7 Sports Composite, three-star on the On3 Industry Rankings as well. Uh, I know the ranking's not going to blow you away here. He is the 1,326th overall player on the 24-7 Sports Composite. And... Uh, 107th ranked offensive tackle, and on on three has him as the 1,346 overall player with 100th ranked offensive tackle, Mike Williams. So uh, you know after these two official visit weekends, the Gators get their first commit off of these weekends. Six foot six, 325 pounds, Mike Williams. Uh, he's a recent South Carolina decommit, uh, a Maryland native. Visited Florida this past weekend after after visiting Michigan State last weekend. I uh, had a trip to the Gamecocks scheduled for the up th- this coming up weekend. Um, and we'll see if that happens. I know there's, there's some talk that he was dropped by South Carolina, and, uh, and you know, we'll see. Uh, they have a really good offensive line class. You know, that was coming after a disagreement that I was told this was well before a Florida visit, visit was even going to happen. It was right on the hills of his South Carolina 
uh, decommitment. I was told, you know, just Dewey's just talking Mike Williams in South Carolina. It had nothing to do with Florida. That it was just a disagreement. He was dropped. Uh, if you know, if that's how you want to label it, and that's how it was described to me a couple of weeks ago, uh, right after the decommitment was made public. So not a drop in the sense that this didn't want him any longer because of the type of player he is, or you know what, what you know this uh, his ranking, or if they got somebody better, you know, a disagreement. It would just happen about a month after he committed uh, in, in the first place. So and this isn't your um, – we just don't want him anymore drop. Uh, disagreement, move on, set some new visits up. Gators are a second visit. He commits to the Gators. So, yeah, rankings, of course, I know they, they won't blow you away here. I'm not trying to – I'm not going to sugarcoat it, all, all that. You know, Miami was thought to be an early uh, trending team here uh, before he committed to South Carolina. And the scouting report – on Williams was bring size and length that could slot him in as tackle at the next level, but his run blocking upside and physicality could also make him a well-suited player on the inside as well. So at South Carolina, they saw him as a combo player that the staff can, you know, slot at the best position as he continues to develop. Uh, a guy with some intriguing physical traits and toughness. At one point, had a top eight with teams like Tennessee, Miami, Michigan State, Southern Cal in that top eight. So from everything I can gather here, more of a tackle prospect for Florida, South Carolina, maybe looking at him as a as inside, outside, wherever they uh, saw it fit, maybe down the road as he develops. But I think tackle first uh, is what we kind of see here. Uh, at least for the Gator side of it, you know, when, when you take a look at the size, six foot six, three twenty-five, uh, more likely listed as an offensive tackle in the recruiting services as well. So maybe a combo player for some, maybe more of an offensive tackle for others. Uh, we'll see how it turns out for Florida, but more on the tackle side, I think, as we look at Mike Williams here. So um, you know, first offensive line commit for the Gators in this twenty-four class at a position of need, of course. In that, in that tackle spot. So he's Florida's eighth commitment right now with Chauncey Bowen slipping to Georgia, of course. Uh, so it stays at eight there for the Gators with a recent decommit and now this new commitment here. Uh, lowest commit in the class uh, is, is Williams. Joins Bryce Lovett and Caden Jones from last cycle uh, as high school players recruited to play offensive tackle. Uh, but let's also throw Keontae Goodwin in there to transfer from Kentucky, of course. He was a true freshman last year. Uh, this to be his second overall year. So you throw him into... Uh, you know, these recent offensive tackles that, that, that Florida's bringing in. Uh, and so you know, his second year overall, but you know, this is a, a young core of offensive tackle prospects uh, that you kind of group together in the coming years here uh, for the Gators. So Mike Williams, as I said, Bryce Lovett, Caden Jones, Keontae Goodwin. That's your, that's your, future, your future grouping of offensive tackle prospects. Uh, this commit puts Florida at 18th in the 24-7 sports composite. Of course, fail after losing Chauncey Bowens. Um, I know look, this is a top prospect every everyone's hoping for coming off these official visits. Uh, but this staff, you know, they, they have an evaluation process for each and every uh, each and every position that these players have to pass. And um, you know, that that should hopefully make these kinds of takes and this level of rated player work out down the road. We saw it happen at Louisiana, those transfers that come to Florida and do so well. Uh, but you know, you start looking at this collectively. Uh, especially for this position group, you know there are there aren't high level players to point to at this position group. Offensive tackle, uh, as far as pure high school recruiting go for the Gators, uh, and now you're asking you know you're asking the staff to hit 
own 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 these uh, at least a few of these uh at least a couple of these uh when you when you look at it you know i never get disappointed in any one recruit we don't know how any one recruit's really going to pan out we don't know which two star three star is going to be the diamond in the rough we don't know which four star five star won't live up to the billion but collectively we know how this usually turns out so right now you know i think when you look at this it it if you're looking for the diamond in the rough with all these kind of lower-rated offensive tackle prospects, that puts the staff in a tough position. I mean, you have a group of a group of those lower-rated offensive tackle prospects, and you know, this being a developmental position, we won't be getting our answer anytime soon for for this. But now, you know, this staff's going to have to have a high hit rate on some lower-rated prospects. And look, I know there's a, a the Osiris Torrance's out there uh, of the world, but you know, he's special and you can point him out just because of the the situation being so successful there at louisiana being all sec being an nfl draft pick but you know all in all you know now you're asking this staff to do that two three times right here at this offensive tackle spot towards the guard of course i know i know that but now you know not we one two of these guys could absolutely develop and, and go on to become stars you know it's just the hit rate at this level of player not as high as it is for a lot of the higher other uh, a lot of the other higher players so you know this staff this is you know what, what, what they put themselves in right now for this offensive tackle spot so you know we'll see how it goes as we said they have an evaluation process guys have to have certain size and length and, and speed and power uh, so we'll see how that goes and how it translates for you know finding these quote-unquote diamonds in the rough but you know, the way Florida has recruited this position, that's the way it's going to be right here. So there's your look at commit. Mike Williams, recently commit from South Carolina, stays in the SEC East, commits to the Gators, and becomes the eighth commit of the class. So visited this past weekend, and we got a lot more to talk about, a lot more visitors uh, to discuss here. And, you know, kind of I went on the, the little tirade, I guess, last week of, Florida not, you know, getting a commit after the first official visit weekend and, you know, maybe displaying a little bit of patience or whatever. But, you know, one thing before we move forward, we're all fans here. I get it. There's a lot of frustration <laughs> out there uh, for many of you. I heard it even on vacation when I would peek in on the phone every now and then uh, on the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord or, or, or Twitter a bit. But uh, no, there's, I know there's some frustration, disappointment from many of you of how these June visits have played out so far. And, I told you guys last week how I felt and, you know, I can wait it out before I make proclamations and such. And at the same time now, we can express disappointment or you can express disappointment, frustration when when things don't go the way we want or expect. But keep it, you know, respectful. Don't take it too far. Uh, You know, while I will wait until the end for a final say, we can discuss every story along the way if a decommit happens look most of the time that's not good news i'm not going to sugarcoat it uh we all won't you know we all follow this because we care and not just uh, can't just necessarily really fall back on oh let's wait till december or february before we even discuss it no no these are these are things that are happening that we can discuss positively positively or negatively so things change there'll be good news there'll be bad news in recruiting there's more bad news for than good news for 90 for 95 percent of teams out there uh so you know i can wait for my proclamation that's not going to stop me from discussing all the storyline leading up to it that's what we're here for engaging conversation i'm not going to fall back on it's only june or, or timing phrases 
uh, like that. We can discuss what's happening. We can discuss the happenings and, and knowings of things that will go and, and know things will can, can and will change. When you follow as closely as a lot of us do, that's the nature of it. So, you know, one day can be bad news. Next day can be good news. Let's just talk about it all. So, all right, with that said, let's get into all these other visitors from this past weekend. Uh, let's start at wide receiver. Um, the last episode I did before I, before I headed out of town, uh, of course, was where Florida could turn after T.J. Moore commits to Clemson, the wide receiver. Uh, so let's start with wide receiver off of these uh, this past weekend's official visits. Of course, these visits were happening anyway, no matter what uh, was happening with Moore. But the Gators, uh, truthfully, are players for Chance Robinson and Jure Hawkins here. Uh, Robinson, the Miami commit, St. Thomas Aquinas. He'd be a nice get uh, with losing out on more. Similar in size at six foot, one and a half, 190 pounds is Robinson. Billy Gonzalez really working this one. Uh, this looks to be a Miami Florida battle moving forward. Hopefully, uh, returning for uh, an official visit, unofficial visit uh, to the Gators before the summer is over. Uh, but first, he will return to Miami for an official visit as of now for this June 23rd weekend. So still uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. But that's where things kind of stand with Chance Robinson. Florida really opened his eyes. Florida's really a player here. Of course, Mike committed to Miami. We'll see if you know, any decision comes before that June 23rd weekend or if he'll take that June 23rd visit to Miami, make his final decision. But it looks to be Florida-Miami kind of leading the way right here. Now, Dre Hawkins, completely different wide receiver. We've went over him a couple of times. Uh, here in the last uh, couple of weeks, 5'10", 160 pounds, that more speedy burner, uh, smaller in stature size, make plays in space type. Uh, Florida stays in his top two after this visit this past weekend with Penn State. Um, had that Miami visit last weekend, but it looks like Penn State and Florida ahead of his June 26 commitment date. Uh, can Florida make him decide before he's supposed to take that visit to Penn State the weekend before that June 26 Decision day, you know, the staff was selling him uh, on past players produced. Billy Napier comparing him to Jalen Waddle, and Billy Gonzalez comparing him to Kadarius Tony. That's what the staff's trying to sell him on right now. Uh, so you, you, you hope uh, maybe you go ahead and get that decision out of him before he even takes that Penn State visit, um, and and before maybe get him to commit before that June 26th commitment date that he's got set right now. Uh, so maybe one to watch this week, next week, if that's going to happen. If it doesn't happen. I'd say within the next week, week and a half, he's probably going to take that Penn State visit and then uh, probably be biting your fingernails just a little bit, waiting on Jeray Hawkins' decision right there on June 26th. Of course, uh, let's keep it going. Uh, let's go to Walter Matthews, uh, next big name at tight end here for the Gators uh, that was in town this past weekend. It was a Florida-Southern Cal battle coming into the visit weekend's. The Trojans did a really good job at closing the gap that Florida probably had going into that first official visit weekend last weekend. This past weekend was Florida's chance to build it back up, and sounds like Florida did their job here. Russ Calloway, the new tight end coach, making an impression. Location may also help the Gators here uh, for the Georgian native. Gators need a tight end like Matthews. Really need to get this one. Staff feels like they've done about as good as they can do up to this point. Hopefully that feeling pays off. Hopefully, Florida was able able to do everything this weekend. To you know, USC had some momentum coming out of their visit. Hopefully, Florida kind of has that same momentum coming out of their visit. But it's still Florida, still the, still the Trojans of Southern Cal for Walter Matthews. There was a um, a report that he might take a visit to Miami, an unofficial visit to Miami on I think it was Tuesday of this week. Don't think that's going to happen. Florida, USC for tight end Walter Matthews out of the state of Georgia. 
and see when the decision comes from him. Another tight end in town, of course, Eric Carner from Illinois, really impressed with Florida. I was been that team that's trending, but he did tell Corey Bender now of own three that the Gators are probably at the top right now. Uh, love the family atmosphere. We're certainly have to, <laughs> of course, if he's going to come from all the way from Illinois. Uh, Texas A&M and Iowa have visits the next couple of weekends. Iowa's still that school to watch for for me. Uh, and, of course, hey, look, you want a tight end that Iowa wants. Iowa produces NFL tight ends. Iowa knows how to no, – Iowa knows what the net staff that's been together for forever. Kirk Ferentz up there at Iowa knows tight ends. If Iowa wants a tight end, sign me up. <laughs> I'll take a tight end uh, just like that. You know, Florida, of course, targeting more than one. would take two, at least two here. Uh, and Eric Carner, um, Florida made headway with him this past weekend. Walter Matthews as well. I uh, wish they would the tight end position goes moving forward. Uh, but two to watch out for coming off of visits this past weekend. Uh, one more, but more of a wide receiver for the Gators. You know, a tight end target, Caleb Odom. Gators recruiting him more as a big body wide receiver. Uh, he visited this past weekend, but seems like Alabama may be too much to overcome uh, right here. Uh, Crimson Tide has been trending at the team lately for Caleb Odom. Uh, so let's go along. Let's keep it on the offensive side of the ball. Let's go in the trenches. Florida just got a commitment, of course, from Mike Williams. But let's go along the offensive line some more. Four-star, one of the best offensive tackles in the country. Michael Uni from Texas had a good time on his Florida visit, expressed interest in returning to Florida down the road. But uh, Clemson may be the team to beat here. Still have visits with Michigan, Bama, and Georgia. Those are to happen. Late summer commitment timeline is likely uh, I don't see the Gators here with, with, with Michael Union. Good to get him on campus this past weekend. Uh, but everything I can gather coming out of this past weekend don't seem likely right there. Uh, three-star offensive tackle Marcus Mascal, fresh off that LSU visit last weekend, visited Gainesville this past weekend, and LSU was the team to beat, I think, coming out of their visit. Still seems to be the team to beat coming out of the Florida visit as well. I think Florida did some good here. Uh, and if anything was to happen with the LSU, I think Florida would be in a good spot here. Uh, but it does seem like LSU, the Georgia native, uh, would be right now trending toward the LSU Tigers. So let's move to the other side of the ball. Biggest defender in for the weekend, defensive back Zay Mincy. Big decision, of course, coming. Uh, the decision that was probably not going to come anytime soon or not be in the cards for any time uh, timeline for, for, for Zay Mincy. Uh, so Florida just needed to continue to impress him. Uh, names Florida with Alabama, Miami, Florida State, and Texas A&M. Um, while you you know can't throw out any school with Dustin, like Florida, Florida State may have lead over others right now. Uh, visits FSU next week, then Texas and Miami after. Not really a timeline here for Zay Mincy. Florida likes where they're at with him, using Corey Raymond, of course, uh, to go a long way here for for Zay Mincy. But you know, this is can come been on campus countless times, can come on campus anytime he wants. This is more just by keeping that relationship, needing to find ways. Every time he's on campus, keep chipping away, making sure you if there is a slight lead, there might be a slight lead for Florida right now. Uh, but keep continuing to build that uh time after time when he's on campus. Uh let's see. Four-star edge from Maryland, Jalen Harvey has a decision on July 4th. Haven't heard too much that makes me think Penn State won't be the pick there, even after the visit this past weekend to Gainesville. Uh, one that might have been on commit watch over this past weekend, cornerback Justin Denson from Rhode Island. He'll return to Gainesville this week to camp, and we'll see if anything more comes out of that. 
still should be on your watch this week as Florida still tops for him, was hosted by Jakeem Jackson and really connected with him as they were both quarterbacks converted from wide receiver. Uh, so may visit Alabama this coming week, as he says. They just started pushing for him. But Justin Denson should be back on campus this week camping for the Gators. We'll see you know, if Florida sees, gets anything more they need to see here uh, before you know a possible commitment from Justin Denson, the cornerback from Rhode Island. A uh, new name probably starting to rise up just a bit. Star, three-star defensive lineman from Georgia, uh, Makai Burrow, was on his official to Gainesville this past weekend, came out saying Florida is his leader, has visits to Ole Miss and Michigan coming up. Sean Spencer really stood out for the six foot five, 390-pounder, uh, saying that Spencer showed him he could be more than just a nose tackle, can play multiple spots on the interior of the defensive line, wants to commit in July, says Florida has a big lead over Georgia and Ole Miss right now. So let's peek ahead a little bit. That's kind of my recruiting roundup from this past weekend uh, where Florida stands for uh, some targets and ones they should feel good about right now. Uh, but let's peek ahead uh, a bit, and we'll have another episode Wednesday night. SEC schedules get released Wednesday night. Remember that for next season, uh, the eight-game conference schedule uh, with Texas and Oklahoma coming in. It gets released Wednesday night. So we'll have an episode Wednesday night here on Gators Breakdown. Uh, but and we'll take a look at the visit weekend coming up uh, as well as that SEC scheduling. But one to go ahead and maybe peek ahead a bit with just because some good news crystal balls flying in you know take that for what it's worth for you uh but let's speak ahead nasir johnson four-star defensive lineman from the state of georgia visited remember now he visited that thursday june 1st before all the big group came in for their first official visit weekend out of that june 1st visit that thursday where he's kind of by himself a bit um called florida his leader did nasir johnson uh, now he's been crystal balled to Florida uh, by Blake Alderman. Heard at other places as well uh, that Florida looking good for Nasir Johnson. Returning back with some family on campus is coming up weekend. Uh, but, but remember, he told Swamp 24-7's Blake Alderman getting an in-depth look at the Gators' plans for him in their scheme was the highlight. He left with a much stronger understanding of not only how they want to use him, but how he can help boost the front line of the defense. Um, playing around the 4-5 or five tech uh, and playing around that area, being able to show my versatility and show where I can play uh, in pass downs and rundowns as well. Um, they can use me in a lot of ways in their defense. I feel like I can fit in what they want to do, especially the way they want to use me. I don't have to be a big body top guy in the middle. I can be a bit more outside and move around. So, you know, Florida selling that versatility up front, um, play a couple positions, not necessarily just one. And look, that's college football now. Uh, so you have to be able to, to, to sell that and have guys that can play multiple positions, multiple downs right here on the defensive front. So he visited South Carolina this past weekend, back to Florida this coming up weekend for uh, another visit, then uh, visit FSU on June 23rd. Uh, so it should be on commit watch this past or just coming up weekend. Very athletic defensive line prospect, six foot four and a half, 300 pounds. Taking his official visit this weekend to the Gators. So, should be one to watch out for. That crystal ball rolling into from 24 7 Sports and the Sear Johnson from the state of Georgia. All right, let's keep it going. And now, a little bit of bad news, of course. I got to come back and circle around on Chauncey Bowens, running back, of course, that was committed to the Gators. 
flips to Georgia. Hey, look, ain't no sugarcoating this one. It hurts. It, it hurts. You know, one player the staff was high on um, at the top of the running back board. Once, you know, this staff got in early on before many of the other big programs did the early work, identified him, got him to commit, had a great relationship with Jabbar Jaluk and, and the staff. Uh, but now, you know, another in-state player uh, that, that's now flipped to Georgia. Uh, so, you know, no, no sugarcoating it. And the staff really wanted him. Um, but overall, not a running back, not a position I, over, I worry about too much uh, with his staff. But Bowens would have been great in this offense. And, and now Florida has to play against him. Now has to line up against him. Uh, so he um, certainly you know, got pulled from you know a team, the, the allure of a team that wins a lot, competes for championships, competes for titles, sends running backs to the league. Uh, but eventually, you, you know, you got to win these battles. Uh, these are battles you want to find yourself in with, with Georgia because that means you're recruiting some really, really good players. Uh, well, especially the ones you get committed, you, you really got to capitalize on. You know, you got to keep those guys committed here. So, you know, right now, early enough for Florida to still pivot at the running back position and, 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 find, and find what they want to do. But, you know, losing out on, on, on Bowens, that, that one hurts. Uh, I like what he was bringing to the table, kind of a, a well-rounded running back, uh, powerful running back. Would have loved to have him in this offense. The staff absolutely would have as well. Uh, took that commitment early only to see it not really pay off. Um, In-state running back going out of state to the Georgia Bulldogs. All right, so where's Florida turn for another running back? They decide to take one here. Kenan Daniels already committed, of course. Um, so uh, Makai Danzi is a name, but seems like FSU's the team to beat right now. He's from Tallahassee, top 230 back. Uh, may try and visit Florida. He says in December, so a while away. You know, can you get him uh, before he would even commit to FSU? If he uh, if he visits the FSU, would he completely shut it down? Uh, but that's a name uh, I think maybe to look out for. I may have to go ahead and try and flip Ohio State commit Jordan Lyle from St. Thomas Aquinas, a 326th ranked player in the country. Perhaps maybe you can sell him on staying closer to home instead of going to Ohio State. Uh, one more I'll throw out there, Tampa, Carrollwood Day, running back Anthony Carey. Of course, we brought his name up before, uh, 253rd-ranked player in the country. Averaged just over 100 yards rushing per game, totaling 919 rushing yards and 16 touchdowns and 141 carries. And he's coming off of a Michigan State visit, so uh, we'll see. You know, Three names, we'll see where Florida goes um, after Boas decommits. But there's three, three I think you maybe to start with, look out for. Uh, where Florida could pivot and maybe bring in another running back in this class, of course, to bring in with Kanan Daniels. So, of course, Lewis and Bowens uh, to Georgia kind of, you know, just sets up another storyline of, you know, Florida-Georgia recruiting battles. All right, that's where we'll go next here, of course. And, you know, some battles, we'll keep it going just because the the hills uh, of Bowens. And, you know, I can see where there might be – Little confidence uh, in winning the battles for tight ends Chris Jones and Edge Jordan Ross. Uh, those are the two I think we should bring up for Florida-Georgia battles right now. Jones has pretty much said it's Florida and Georgia, even with a, a Michigan State visit in there. Uh, Florida's the team to beat right now, but that Georgia trip, of course, looms large coming up this weekend. Of course, Georgia has a lot to sell, uh, but they, did, they, they brought in two tight ends last cycle. Uh, already to this cycle as well. So that's four right there in just the last two classes already. Uh, now, look, don't have no issue processing guys if need be. Uh, that's certainly something to monitor. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. Um, 
you know, when you start looking at you know, um, you know Chris Jones and, and, and where that would go, uh, but man, it's just uh, setting up, setting up to be. Um, but why am I saying tight end? Because he's a linebacker. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was thinking of Walter Matthews, of course. Uh, for whatever reason, I get Jones and Matthews names mixed up. So I'm going, let's go linebacker. And the, the, Georgia has a lot to sell because of the linebacker spot, uh, of course. That defense and, and what they're able to do on defense and adding that. And, uh, of course, losing that on Sammy Brown to, to Clemson last week. You know, do, do they pivot uh, a bit? I got I got lost there for whatever reason. Uh, vacation brain, I, I guess, still 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 moving in here. Uh, but you got some defensive battles here for Florida and Georgia uh, with, with with Chris Jones, uh, the linebacker, and Jordan Ross, the edge player. Uh, but it's Florida Georgia battles coming up here, and you know Jordan Ross coming off that Georgia visit had nothing but great things to say about his Florida visit last week, and of course, great things to say about that Georgia visit this past weekend as well. And like the, the stuff he said about Florida was genuine and, and Florida getting in uh, on the state of Alabama prospect. But Georgia's going to be a force for any player, especially on the defensive, uh, you know, a highly rated defensive player out there. Uh, Ross visited Athens this past weekend and coming out of that says it's a Florida, Georgia, Tennessee battle. Uh, but Florida, Georgia have had a recent momentum here as well. Decision may not come into the fall, so Tennessee can work themselves in it maybe a bit more. You know, we're, I think we're hearing more Florida, Georgia right now coming off those two visits this past weekend. Uh, but we'll see if Florida can get him on campus one more time. Uh, and look, I'm sure, you know, we start looking at what happens with Bowens, uh, and that's, you know, on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, now on defensive side of the ball, what, what Georgia is known for uh, the past couple of years, and then linebacker Chris Jones, edge player Jordan Ross. Florida Georgia battles coming up right there. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see where that one goes. So, all right, let's keep the storylines going here. Plenty, plenty more uh, to get into as far as big names go, and that's one Austin Simmons. You know, the 2025 quarterback that Florida has committed, and we've talked for months about him reclassifying, and that still looks like to be the plan. Uh, either way, if it was going to be Ole Miss, where he visited last week, uh, you know, two official visit weekends ago, or it's going to be Florida if he, if he reclassifies. So it had that Ole Miss visit, and there was a lot of talk coming out of that that Ole Miss did some good things to maybe make him change his mind, and maybe Ole Miss was trending, and Florida had some work to do uh, to get him back in the fold. It looks like that work has been done. He visits Florida late last week. Seems like everything's rectified and resolved, uh, and I'd expect uh, any time now probably for that uh, reclassification talk uh, to, to come back out, and he ends up in the 2023 class, not the 25 class, of course, but – um, Austin, Austin Simmons seems to be staying put, and there was a scare last week with that Ole Miss visit, and um, this could help, of course, make up for the, the Jaden Rashada saga uh, just a bit there. And I know everybody was looking at it because if you didn't get him and him reclassifying for 23 and he goes off and goes somewhere else, then you're waiting for all the way until DJ, DJ Lagway for you know quarterback to pay off uh, for, for, for Billy Napier and uh, what kind of crazy storylines the 2023 class had with the quarterback position. Uh, but now – you know, just looking at um, what looked admittedly a little scary uh, last week uh, with that, coming off that Ole Miss visit, Austin Simmons looks like everything is good there uh, and look for him to, you know, make that decision soon uh, if he's going to re- reclassify or not uh, or, or not. I, I think that still happens. Uh, I've said that the whole time. Uh, a lot of people out there have. And we'll see what happens here with Austin Simmons uh, and that announcement coming soon for him staying put at Florida and becoming a Gator and enrolling pretty soon. 
Uh, one more bit of news before sign off here. Let's get uh, you know caught up a bit. Quincy Ivory, uh, he landed the offer. Um, the edge player here committed Saturday. Got that offer of the weekend. Committed pretty much right then and there. He plans to enroll at Florida this summer. Uh, we'll have three years of eligibility remaining as a JUCO player. He played quarterback and linebacker last season at East Los Angeles College. I mean, odd, right? <laughs> so, uh, not many of us saw this one coming. And, you know, Napier had said they were looking to add uh, edge depth here. Uh, didn't think many of us was, was thinking it was going to come in this kind of form. Uh, but Ivory played quarterback and linebacker last season at East Los Angeles College. On defense, he recorded eight sacks, 12 and a half tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries in 10 games as a freshman. So being able to uh, play both sides, make that uh, switch to play defense, put up numbers like that. And, you know, we'll see how that translates. You know, this goes back to the class of 2023 as well, not to the class of 2024. Um, you know, as I said, we know Billy Napier said many a time over the spring, probably adding some depth uh, at this uh, position. So it uh, looks like they got the room for it. Uh, so we'll see. But, you know, this was one that has three years of eligibility remaining. So, it's not like, um, you know, it's not just a one and done. You know, be on scholarship for, for three seasons now. Uh, so, staff obviously saw something here to, to, to bring him on board. But 12 and a half tackles for loss, eight sacks, two forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries for Quincy Ivory. Coming in, committing to the Gators over the weekend as well for the back to the class of 2023. So, all right. I think we're caught up right now. Ooh, a little whirlwind. I was going fast through all that, trying to get you guys all caught up, back from vacation, ready to go. As I said later this week, look out for Wednesday, SEC announcing the 2024 schedule, Texas, Oklahoma coming in, uh, and previewing it right quick. I mean, look, we know SEC says eight-game conference schedule in 2024, Texas, Oklahoma coming in. We're going to try and keep the main rival and, and secondary rivalries here for this eight-game schedule. So for me, for Florida, that probably means, of course, Georgia. Uh, then I'm going to go Tennessee. I think it's between Tennessee and LSU, but when you look at how it would go, for Tennessee, you're going to give them Alabama, of course. And then secondary rivalry, I think you're going to give them Florida. And for Florida, I think you give them Tennessee and, of course, Georgia. Uh, I don't think it would be LSU because I think LSU is going to get Texas A&M and Ole Miss, probably. Uh, you start looking at you know Tennessee and Alabama, but then you start looking at Alabama, and well, that's Alabama and Auburn. Uh, Alabama, you got Auburn and Tennessee, my bad. So you can figure out Alabama's pretty easy. You can figure out Auburn's pretty, pretty easy because it's going to be Alabama and Georgia. Keep that going. So you know, who, who would Georgia's secondary be? Uh, never mind, just told it to myself. You, know, you got Florida and Auburn. Uh, so for Florida, it'd be Georgia, Tennessee. So I think you can figure out the, the main and the secondary rivalry pretty easy for a lot of the your top-tier schools um, when, you, when you look at it. So I think it would be, if I may have to make a prediction, I'd say it's going to be uh, Florida with Georgia and Tennessee uh, on the schedule. And remember, in addition to Miami, UCF, and FSU in 24. So I think I can name about five teams Florida's going to play. <laughs> you have Georgia, Tennessee, and those three out-of-conference games right there. So um, that's the way I think it will play out, just by the way the SEC is saying they were going to keep one main rivalry and a secondary rivalry as well. Uh, I do think that will be 
Georgia and Tennessee for the Gators, but we'll see. Uh, you know, we'll see for Texas. You know, you're going to give them. I think Texas A&M and Oklahoma, right? Uh, so Texas A&M, LSU, and Texas. Uh, so you you can start kind of, you know, maybe figuring it out if they're going to keep the games. I think that make the most sense. Um, but you know, we'll see uh, what the SEC decides to do here uh, with this uh, eight game schedule for 24. Hopefully, this is the only season of eight games. But we'll do an episode on it Wednesday night. Right here when the SEC announces the 2024 schedule. I don't think they'll lay it out as far as dates go, but you'll be given the opponents uh, for your 2024 schedule. So, all right, that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown. <laughs>